Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. It is Independence Day in the Philippines. And we have a brand new podcast series to mark the occasion. We'll tell you about that later. Elsewhere, it is also World Day Against Child Labor. What are we going to do to free the children? It is also Pride Month. We will look at one basic and fundamental aspect of LGBTQ realities today. A New York Times investigation says a 2008 fire at Universal Studios in Hollywood may have caused the world incalculable losses in music. And in Japan, women take a stand against high heels. Yan po ang headlines. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. You're listening to a song by Mike Einziger and Anne-Marie Simpson, Till Everyone Can See. This was released in 2014 as an anthem for the annual marking of World Day Against Child Labor. In the Philippines, it has been estimated that as much as 2.1 million Filipino children are put to work, exploited, and often placed in danger. It's a conservative estimate. 2.1 million Filipino children, especially given that the figure is from 8-year-old data at the Philippine Statistics Authority. Child labor is said to be particularly rampant in Philippine mining towns. Imagine this picture as painted by an international labor organization report. Quote, Children squeeze themselves into narrow entrances, digging blindly for gold in deep underground pits, often underwater. They breathe through hoses connected to diesel-powered compressors at ground level. The pits sometimes collapse, and the children are exposed to toxic chemicals." That is a picture painted by ILO of a scene in small-scale illegal mining operations. In 2017, Archie, one of the children helped by ILO, used to haul sacks of ore on his back, and these would weigh more than he did. He worked from 8 to 12 hours a day, earning 100 pesos for it. But the ILO, with banned toxics and United States funding, was able to help a South Cotabato town transition from child labor. Last year, they launched Compassionate Gold, a brand of jewelry that sources gold ethically.
June is Pride Month all over the world. The Commission on Human Rights reminds us this is not just about being proud, it's about being free, accepted, and being accorded the same rights and dignity as everybody else. LGBTQ rights is human rights. But obviously, Pride Month would not be so important and resonant if all people already had the same view and perspective of what it means to be anything other than straight. The simple fact is there are still old, traditional, and plainly mistaken attitudes that powerfully dictate how individuals, communities, and leaders still behave. Mabuhay ang bakla ng Pilipinas! Pero nagamot ko ang sarili ko. That was President Duterte making a joke to the Filipino community in Japan last month. What is unfortunate for societies is the fact that members of the LGBTQ community are still subject to such attitudes that have objectively been refuted even by science. The view perpetuated by the president's joke, for example, that sexual orientation and gender identification and expression is a condition that can be cured, is something that no less than the World Health Organization has rejected. WHO says all over the world people are subject to misled, harmful, and dangerous attempts at, quote, curing sexual orientation and gender identification. In such misguided therapies, people have reported being harmed, abused, physically or sexually harassed. Some were kept in isolation for months. The WHO stresses that homosexuality is not a disorder nor a disease, and the rights of people of all orientations and gender is certainly not a laughing matter. The music industry and arguably humanity suffered incalculable loss in a 2008 fire at Universal Studios in Hollywood. But it is only now that the extent of the destruction is being exposed as worse than originally reported. Thanks to investigations by the New York Times, we now know that the 2008 fire actually destroyed up to half a million master recordings by, among others, Louis Armstrong. Aretha Franklin and Nirvana. I see trees of green, red roses the master recordings were housed in a warehouse called Building 6197. When fire hit in 2008, media reported that nothing major was damaged. This came from the mouths of Universal Studio executives themselves. But the New York Times has uncovered what is now being called, quote, the biggest disaster in the history of the music business. The Universal Music Group is, right now, the largest music studio in the world. The likes of Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, and Judy Garland have had their master recordings housed there. Master recordings contain different tracks of different songs. They are not only the most pristine recordings of music, 
their different tracks also promise the possibility of still playing with the production. Sound mixers and producers, for example, could revisit instruments and vocals and still create altogether new productions. And yes, master recordings are also where all other copies of songs come from, including digital copies or whatever future formats may yet be invented. They also contain the original vocals of the artist, untarnished by repeated production of new copies. The New York Times says an untold number of unreleased songs were also destroyed in the 2008 fire. For its part, Universal Music still says the Times report overestimates the damages. Thousands of women in Japan are taking a stand against high heels. Almost 20,000 people have signed a petition against work dress codes that make high heels mandatory. The campaign is called Hashtag Q2. It's a play on the Japanese words for shoe and pain. It was all started by Yumi Ishikawa. She submitted the petition to the health ministry early this month. Here she speaks in a Reuters clip, which also includes a translation of her words in English. Many people need to realize there is a fundamental sexual discrimination. We need to be angry about this, but we've been taught to live with it for many years. I think it is very important for us to be aware that we are not treated fairly and we have to be angry about it. Ishikawa tweeted how she was forced to wear heels while working part-time at a funeral parlor. It went viral, striking a chord among women who feel her pain. Here's 22-year-old Yumi Tanaka. I feel free and relaxed after I come home and take off my high heels. They hurt my feet. Many Japanese companies do not explicitly require high heels, but many women wear them because of tradition and social pressure. For Ishikawa, a leg up for gender equality starts with a step down. Before we let you go, here is something you need to know. Independence Day, and no, we have not forgotten, Independence Day is so important, we are not just devoting a segment to it, we're using it to launch a whole new podcast. We've released the first episode of What's Up? Araling Panlipunan Rebooted. It is history the way you wish your teachers had taught it. Listen to our Independence Day episode on Puma Podcast. That's the episode we posted just before this one. At yan po ang Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 